Good morning, everybody. It's uh, Sarah here, and I hope you joined us last week, uh, but possibly you didn't if you didn't. So I'm Sarah, and I'm about to talk to Jason Perry at ASL Recruitment. He is the Managing Director. He is a uh, an HR specialist, and he is also a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. So when it comes to all things HR-related, he's pretty on the nose. So we know that there have been a lot of questions that people have about what goes on with employment law, with um, all their rights when it comes to COVID-19. And so Jason's joining us today to answer some of those questions. So uh, with no further ado, I shall bring Jason in. Jason, are you there? Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Jason. Nice to see you again. You too. So then, Jason, are you ready to dive in or do you have some comments you'd like to make first? Um, no, probably. Let's dive straight in with the questions. Um, I'm assuming you've got a few for me again. I do indeed. Yes. OK, so we're going to start with the first one, obviously. Uh, can we undertake paid work elsewhere whilst furloughed by our initial employer? My employer has banned me from doing so. Is this at discretion of the company? And can I challenge this? And I should add, the original contract specifies other work is allowed as long as it adheres to a non-compete clause. OK, there's a very detailed question. Um, the, the short answer is it's down to the employer. Um, in terms of the detail, when the furlough arrangements first came out, there were mixed feelings um, as to whether or not what we were trying to do was encourage people to stay at home um, and reduce the spread of the disease. So. With that in mind, a number of employers wanted to encourage their people not to have second jobs. Um, what's often happened with this is employers have looked towards their anti-compete clauses and so on. And perhaps the, the easiest example I can give you is what we've done at ASL. And we've simply said to our people that have been furloughed, our, our temporary people that are furloughed, um, we would like them not to take another role without getting consent from us first and that's probably the fairest way and it it wouldn't be unreasonably withheld the reason most employers are doing it as i say is essentially um, if you're doing a job for your organization and you're furloughed and you were then to go and work for a competitor your employer would perhaps quite reasonably be upset so my best advice is go and talk to them understand the reasoning behind it there's no legal reason why you can't undertake another role in terms of government law, but in terms of your contract, it's really down to an arrangement between you and your employer to agree a sensible way forward. Okay, so it's all, it's all about the communication then. It's all about the communication, and what you need to understand is what their motivation is. And in most, I suspect it's reasonable motivation, and it's about either... They started thinking what was best for the country was people staying at home or they don't want you working for a competitor. So find out and see if you can resolve it amicably with them will be my best advice. Great. OK, so next question. Can I be made redundant whilst I'm on furlough? OK, that's quite an interesting one um, because you may have noticed there was a slight change in the furlough regulations when they were first brought out. They were going to run up until the end of May and they've been extended up to the end of June at the moment. There may be further extensions yet, but we know up to the end of June. One of the uh, reasons for that extension was to allow for a redundancy process. 
where we have employers that are furloughing their people and they arguably are not going to have enough money. There is such a downturn. They're not going to have a money, enough money to have as big a workforce as they did before the crisis. They need to go through a consultation and a notice period with those people they might make redundant. And the original period of the end of May arguably didn't offer enough notice. Um, so, yes, you can be made redundant during furlough. Um, I suspect what most employers will do is probably wait as long as possible, but making sure whatever notice period they have to put in place is going to start before, while there's that many weeks left of furlough, if you see what I mean. So if, if furlough is extended again beyond June, which is quite possible, then it will delay any redundancies that happen and give clients, give uh, employers a little more time to decide. But yes, I would expect we will see some. It is a possibility. Okay, so yes, worrying times. Um, next question is uh, about holiday. Uh, I've heard that I can take my holiday allowance into next year because of coronavirus. Is this right? Yes, there's been a quite interesting change in the law. Um, where, and originally it was aimed towards essential workers, whether or not those are people in supermarkets or in hospitals and so forth. Um, but essentially it was where a worker is not able to use their leave quota this year, um, and most people will know they've got uh, uh, 28 days holiday a year, including uh, bank holidays. But if, because you are so busy at work, let's say caring for people, or even just filling shelves and working in a supermarket, and you know, really something that there's a high demand for as we're all uh, shopping more at the moment. But if as a result of that, your employer cannot permit you to have the leave you would have normally liked to take, then the government have allowed that, I say allowed, they've brought into law that people are able to carry forward their holiday for up to two years. Um, so if you have outstanding leave at the end of this um, annual leave year that you haven't used because of coronavirus, then you can take that leave forward into next year and potentially the year beyond. Okay, so that's quite a significant change, isn't it? Particularly the fact that it is actually a legal uh, remit now. It is, and it, it's quite an interesting one because annual leave is actually something that's delivered under the working time regulations, and it's effectively health and safety um, legislation to make sure people have enough rest and recuperation. Um, but what they've done, you, different companies will run their leave um, years to different periods. So, for example, some companies might end their annual leave year, let's say, at the end of March. And somebody who was working frantically in February, March and wasn't able to take all of their leave will be able to roll it through into the leave year that started on the 1st of April. It's just about conceivable that this may go on long enough. They still won't take all of their leave in that year, hence why it's been extended by up to two years. OK. Um, I read that some employers are charging staff an admin fee for paying them furlough. Is this allowed? No. Um, that's a really easy question, isn't it? Um, I've actually been through the process this week of applying for the furlough grant for we, we furloughed a um, number of our temporary workers where our, our clients have um, closed their sites because of um, coronavirus and so on. So we've actually put in our first claim for um, furlough money from the government, um, did it yesterday. And one of the specific questions it asks when you're putting in your claim 
is I can't quote it exactly, but was something about are you making a charge for doing this and actually telling you you cannot. Um, so no, charging a worker um, an administration fee, you can't do. It is a slightly difficult area because employers are going to pick up additional costs. Although they're getting the money back from this for the government, there's clearly an administrative process in running the furlough scheme, in paying it and arguably waiting for the money to come back, and certainly communicating with all the workers. So there are additional costs, but all the employer is allowed to claim back is the pay, the employer's national insurance contributions and any pension contributions, and they're, they're not able to make a charge to the, the, the worker, the employee, for doing that. Great. OK, just time for one quick question now. Um, is furlough a once only thing or can I be brought back to work and then furloughed again? Um, you can be furloughed multiple times. The only criteria is a furlough period needs to be a minimum of three weeks. So if, if, if you've got a number of staff and let's say you were to furlough half the workforce for three weeks, you could then bring those people back and furlough the other half for three weeks, thereby, let's say, being fair and equal and treating everybody fairly. So, yes, you can be repeatedly furloughed. Absolutely. OK, and each time you're furloughed, it has to be for a minimum of three weeks. Is that right? Minimum of three weeks, that's right. Right. OK, great. OK, well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. Uh, Jason, do you have any final comments? Uh, no, um, hopefully that's helped the people with the questions. Yeah. That's been very helpful. Thank you very much indeed, Jason. And um, we'll be back live uh, on Facebook Live next Saturday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning again. And so if you do have any questions, um, you don't have to wait until Saturday. You can send them in during the week. Uh, that's what lots of people are doing. So if you have any questions and you actually want to talk to somebody at ASL, you don't have to be registered with them. Uh, they're quite happy to give you a hand, whatever your question is anyway. So give them a call on 01424 452 or drop them an email at hastings at aslgroup.co.uk. Thank you very much for watching this morning. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. And uh, see you next week.